morning. It's Anita on the Light Breakfast and we have Sheridan Mahavera, journalist from the Malaysian Insight with us, giving us updates on what to look out for on the much-anticipated Cameron Highlands by-election happening this weekend. So Sheridan, what does it look like for the candidates at the moment? Can you give us a rundown on who they are? So this by-election is being contested by four candidates. On the ruling coalition side, on the Pakata Arapan side, we have M. Manogaran, and he is contesting Cameron Highlands for the third time now. And then on the Barisan National side, we have a retired police officer by the name of Ramli Muhammad Noor. And this is his first foray into politics. In fact, he retired in October and September last year, and he had only decided to join Barisan National as a direct candidate. And then we have a ex-teacher by the name of Salihuddin Abdul Talib, and he is contesting as independent. And we have another guy called Wong Seng Yi. So Mr. Wong is a farmer, and he's actually quite very well known amongst the farming community, the Chinese farming community in Tanah Rata. So this is a very interesting election in the sense that I think the independent candidates can actually make a difference in terms of who will win. I mean, they themselves may not win, or there's a very high probability that they may not win, Mm -hmm. but they can really affect the chances of Pakatan Harapan and Barisa National because winning majority in GE14 was only 497. So it was won by less than 600 votes. And the thing about the independents is that they are quite well known in their own respective communities because these are very tight-knit communities, whether or not it's, you know, the Chinese farmers in Tanah Rata, they're also the Indians in Tanah Rata, as well as the Malays, the Falda settlers, and also the smallholders and rubber tappers in Sungai Koyan in July. Okay, now with the case of money politics where PH was giving remuneration to volunteers in Cameron Highlands, do you think this story has affected their support in any way? I think... From our interviews with people down here and looking at the campaigns from Barisan National, I think there's only a very minimal effect on voters. If if it is if it has any effect at all, it will just reinforce the belief among Barisan National supporters, especially that right. Pakatan Harapan, uh, you know, does not practice what it preaches. But then whether or not, you know, the legal merits of that case, whether or not it really is election bribery, that's another different question. Okay, I think the legal aspect of that case will be decided. I'm I'm not too sure, but I don't think the authorities have completed their investigations into it. That the legal aspect and its impact is different from the impact on support levels for Pakatan Harapan. So I think it will have a very minimal impact, Pakatan Harapan's chances. Right. Up next, we'll be talking to Sheridan about the local constituents and the sentiment on the ground. That's coming up after FR David here on Light. We have Sheridan Mahavera, journalist from the Malaysian Insight with us, giving us updates on what to look out for on the much-anticipated Cameron Highlands by-election happening this weekend. Sheridan, on the topic of local constituents, what's the sentiment on the ground right now? What we have detected so far, I mean, there's this very main, there's a running theme throughout all groups of voters here, is that they are disappointed with Pakatan Harapan's administration thus far Mm -hmm. when it comes to rural policies and policies for agriculture Mm. and land use. This is an interesting election because this is probably the first by-election that is being held in a rural area. I mean, the Cameron Highland seat is probably as remote as you can get in the peninsula. It's 
far from some of the big cities and a lot of the economy here is based on agriculture, based on some very little forest products. And so a lot of the concerns from voters is about how Pakatan has managed the rural economy. And for example, what the government has done to help alleviate rubber tappers who complain about the road prices of rubber and the road prices of palm oil. Mm. There is also the issue of vegetable exports to Singapore because recently Singapore had banned some of the vegetables coming from Cameron Highlands farmers due to high pesticide levels. And then there is also the issue of land use in terms of temporary occupation licenses Mm-hmm. for farmers because from what I have seen the, and this is a bigger question of how the government manages the economy of Cameron Highlands has been really at the centre of this by-election because as you know Cameron Highlands is this very popular tourist area mm-hmm. but land is very scarce you know and a lot of the land also is taken up by agriculture by flower and vegetable farms mm-hmm. So there is that conflict between do we give that land for tourism, do we give that land for agriculture? Right. Because every weekend, and, and I'm sure, you know, if, if you or any of your listeners have come up, gone up to Cameron Highlands, mm-hmm. it's jammed on em- almost every weekend mm. because of people going up to the markets mm-hmm. and also people going out to sightsee. So that is basically the main issue and the federal government policies and also the state government's policies especially because the state government is under Barisa National. Right. You know, their policy, their overarching policy for what Cameron Highlands should be and the confusion of what that policy should be is basically what is at the centre of this election. Mm. And as well as, of course, its policies on how to help rural folk dealing with the collapse in uh, rubber and oil palm prices. Mm. Okay, coming up, we'll be talking about the Orang Asli community and their thoughts on all of this. That's next after Lucas Graham on Light. We have Sheridan Mahavera, journalist from the Malaysian Insight with us, giving us updates on what to look out for on the much-anticipated Cameron Highlands by-election happening this weekend. Okay, Sheridan, I'd like to zero in on the Orang Asal community. Have you spoken to them or gotten their thoughts on the candidates and what they think of all this campaigning anyway? It's very interesting because most of them are here so that they stay in their settlements and they stay in their villages and very few of them go out to work or or they work outside. Mm. So they're a very attractive group of voters, especially for all the candidates. Mm -hmm. There are some Orang Asli villages, I've been told. I have not met these type of villages, but there are some villages who still believe that Barisa National is actually the federal government. Yeah, that's very interesting. And this kind of illustrates how remote some of these villages are. Mm. Some of the Orang Asli I have met are very thankful or very grateful to Barisa National for all the attention Barisa National paid to their villages. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are also some villages who are even more remote who are very disappointed with Barisa National because Barisa National did not pay attention to them. And so they may likely switch their support over to Pakatan Harapan. Mm. Basically, how much of an increase in support Pakatan Harapan will get from the Orang Asli community will basically determine this election. That and also past voters here make up about 3,000 people. I think in the next coming few days, there will be more attention paid to the Orang Asli by activists from Barisan National and Pakatan Harapan Mm -hmm. in order to basically get, get those votes. And would you say that BN is still a stronghold in Cameron Highlands? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this Cameron Highlands was basically won by Malay and Orang Asli votes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so together it's 33 plus 22. So, so basically the orang asli vote and the Malay vote make up about 55% of all voters in Cameron Highlands. Mm. And a majority of Malay and orang asli or maybe most of the orang asli and Malay voters are in the state constituency of July. And it was, it was basically July that gave Barisan National the victory in GE14. Because, as you know, Tanah Rata was won by the DAP, by Pakatan Harapan. Mm. So, it is a stronghold in that sense, but, you know, it may change mm. in, in this by-election. We'll see. Mm. Okay, next we're going to get to the bottom of why this by-election is so hot in the first place. Right after Madonna and Belinda Carlisle here on Light. We have Sheridan Mahavera, journalist from the Malaysian Insight with us, giving us updates on what to look out for on the much-anticipated Cameron Highlands by-election happening this weekend. Sheridan, these Cameron Highlands by-elections is what everyone is talking about at the moment. If you had to sum it up, why do you think these by-elections are so hot at the moment? I personally, and as a journalist who has been covering politics for almost like 18 years, I think this by-election is very interesting because, you know, you have a new government, right? So for the first time in 61 years, but this new government came in mostly on the back of support from urban voters and also non-Muslim and non-Malay voters. And this by-election, we've had five by-elections yeah, since May 9th. Mm. All four by-elections uh, were either in urban areas and one in a suburban area, Port Dixon. And so what has uh, become a focus, as I said before, is basically Pakatan Harapan's policies towards rural folk and the rural economy because the rural economy is big in Malaysia. I think we tend to forget that because of how our economy has developed over the past 30 years, you know, with industrialization, with a focus towards increasing services. Yes, the services sector, the manufacturing sector make up a huge chunk. But then at the same time, you still have a lot of people involved in palm oil cultivation, involved in rubber planting. And these are very important income earners for rural folk in Peninsula Malaysia, in Sabah and Sarawak. Mm-hmm. And these places also have huge numbers of voters and many of them, almost like 75-80% of them are Malay. And if Pakatan Harapan you know, wants to live up to its promise of being an inclusive government, it, then it has to pay attention to rural policies. Because so far, one criticism of this administration is that it's not paid enough attention to rural folk and to people who are involved in the rural economy. So I think Cameron Highlands is a mini-referendum on Pakatan Harapan's management of the rural economy. Thank you for that, Sheridan, for being with us today.